Hello and welcome to the Backlog Game Club. We're your hosts, Lucas and Alex. Thank you for joining us at the table this week. Every two weeks we pick a game to play and explore, and we meet back to discuss it here with you. We're changing it up this season and giving each game two weeks to breathe on its own. We'll meet back the first week, discuss our time at the game so far, speculate on what the game might hold ahead, and give each other some questions to contemplate as we return to the game for another week. Then, this week, the second week, we'll meet back to give the game our full review and fully break down what we liked and what we didn't. Uh, we'd love for you to get involved in the discussion. You can always hit us up at backlogpod at gmail.com or at backloggameclub on Instagram and Twitter. How are you doing this week, Alex? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, the It's heating up a lot here on the East Coast. So I think we talked about it a bit at mm-hmm. the end of uh, last week, but yep. man, the heat is uh, is beating me up. Today's definitely the best day it's been like in, I'd say, the last like three, four days. Oh, really? I, my I don't opinion. know. It's suddenly heating up again today. The, the last Yesterday or the day before was pretty cool. I was able to get a bit of rest. But I mean, you and I, we've mentioned before, but we both work nights. So that means sleeping during the day. And that just makes it even worse when it's like yeah. sun blazing out. And yeah. I'm trying to sleep so, through the hottest temperatures of the day. Trying to get uh, fans and everything set up to circulate air <laughs> through the house and open all the windows and just try yeah. and survive a bit. But uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, did you get up to anything uh, besides the game of the week this week? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm working on... There's a, a company that I, I buy like pretty much all of my sample libraries from. It's called Spitfire Audio. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the month of May, pretty much, so May 3rd to June 3rd, they did like a... They're doing like this scoring competition, basically. So the TV show Westworld on HBO. So like HBO and Spitfire sort of teamed together for this competition. Yeah. And uh, so it's like a two-minute like two and a half minute uh scene like clip from uh one of the episodes in season three and uh they just took the music out of it basically and then uh you put your own music to it and put it on youtube and then submit to them and uh and then they sort of overview everything in the grand prize winner that gets like every single one of their sample libraries which is like over ten thousand euros and stuff like that so it's pretty cool is it like a dramatic scene or like an action scene or uh more of an action action scene more so which is a little out of the box for me it's like yeah. not sort of what i'm used to so yeah you do more um, like dramatic-y. yeah yeah definitely more more dramatic stuff is more my wheelhouse mm-hmm. so it's a little weird like not super used to dealing with like fast tempos and like sort of more aggressive stuff which is kind of weird because like before getting into composing i've you know, I listened to a lot of metal and stuff like that. So, and was in a couple of metal bands. So it's, yeah. it's sort of weird. It's just like the aggressive part of what I know how to write doesn't really translate <laughs> orchestrally or like into the synth based stuff as well. So yeah, it's not great backing music for a, a scene, yeah. generally speaking. Mm. Um, um, so yeah, it's sort of what I've been working on this week, that stuff and my other podcast as well as sort of a little bit of that every day. So nice yeah, yeah i got um i got my new graphics card in shipped oh, in um nice. but uh so when i was buying it i was too lazy to bust open my computer and actually check the proper cables and stuff i knew it was potentially going to be an issue but i was just doing this thing where i that i like to do where i just pretend it's not going to be an issue and hope it all works out <laughs> um yeah. but essentially i don't have the right power connector um, for it so i just needed like this little like five dollar adapter so i now ordered that too so that should hopefully be up in this week 
mm-hmm. and that should hopefully sort that out. Um, so it's sitting here on my desk taunting me that I can't actually use this video card, but hopefully <laughs> next week I'll be able to run some pretty cool uh, tests and I, yeah. I really want to check out um, Jurassic, uh, what is the new game? Jurassic uh, Park, Jurassic, Jurassic, Jurassic World Evolution. World. Yeah. Yeah, so that one, I'm going to give that one a try. I'm excited to give that a go. Mm. Um, and I've been playing a bunch of um, Mafia 3, so I was just kind of chilling on my PS4, and I've been playing a lot of Siege, but I wanted something that was a little bit more, that you could play at your own pace and pause and stuff. Um, so that just happened mm. to be a game that was on my uh, thing, uh, on my console, and I decided to boot it up. I've been having a lot of fun with that. It's very, like, it's almost GTA-ish, but you just... Yeah. it's kind of get the um ubisoft formula of like you go to a certain place in a district you unlock a thing that it shows you all the quests in that district mm. and you go and you know raid hideouts and set up rackets and stuff all over the place it's it's been it's pretty fun i, I like it so much me and my um, girlfriend started playing uh like a couple weeks ago now uh we haven't played it in a few days now but we started playing shadows of mordor together nice that was on that was on sale on PlayStation during like one of the many sales they seem to have like every like yeah. three days there's like a new weird sale yeah. on, but <laughs> yeah. um but uh, I picked that up it was like six or seven bucks it's like the game of the year edition and everything so um yeah we got that and that's sort of the same idea kind of thing like there's you look at the map and it's sort of broken up into sectors pretty much but there's almost like these watchtowers that you go to and then you you sort of unlock that part of the map a little bit better so you can see sort of all the different objectives and stuff like that in that area instead of just like actually running into them just sort of traveling through the unknown territory so so how's the combat at that because i've I've always i've always seen little bits and pieces of it but it looks pretty cool um is it more like dark souls like you gotta dodge and block a lot or you're gonna just get wrecked in a couple hits or is it more no it's it's more like it's more like assassin's creed base but Mm -hmm. i don't know it plays a little bit differently than that for sure like it's it was a little awkward getting used to it first um maybe just because me and you've been playing a lot of like rainbow six siege so that's like the only thing i've been playing on the playstation (laughs) controller but like i'd be in the middle of battle and like to attack or like take my sword out pretty much i'd be hitting l2 like to aim so um which would just take out my bow because you can shoot like a bow and arrow in that game uh yeah so, so I'd be in the middle of battle, like trying to fight a, guy, a bunch of guys with swords, and then I just like pull my bow randomly to. Oh <laughs> you know. uh, yeah, man the 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 like uh, the changing between controls on games. I I ran into that with when I was playing Mafia Three too. So on yeah. in Rainbow Six Siege, um, circle is to crouch. Yeah. Um, but in Mafia Three, it's like your melee button. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd go to like crouch to like stealth into a building or something, and I just punch a brick wall and like alert everybody <laughs> in a ten foot radius. <laughs> I'm like, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> Uh, your brain just gets wired to, to to work a certain way with a certain setup, especially with something like Siege where you're just playing it constantly and it's always really high intensity. You just kind of almost wire your brain directly to the controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's really weird. But no, the game's pretty fun. Like, it's not it's not like an actual accepted like story of the lore in Lord of the Rings. So it's, yeah, like, it's like just sort of a made up story. But it takes place in between the Hobbit films and the Lord of the Rings films. Hmm. Um, so how, but yeah, it's it's pretty fun so far. You just sort of play as this raider, basically, or like this uh, this warrior guy, and you die at the like sort of the very beginning, um, and then you, you know, it seems like you're kind of like cursed that like you can't actually like the curse doesn't allow you to fully die. So you're like sort of on like this weird like realm, and you're talking to like this old old elf guy who's been dead too, and then that's sort of 
like when you go to use the bow and arrow, like that's he, he sort of becomes you. Like you sort of mm-hmm. enter like this sort of spiritually ghost sort of look to yourself when you're aiming. Sounds um, like some uh, Majora's Mask shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> uh not not necessarily but um but yeah i mean it, it's it's more fun than i thought and like about a month ago too like uh, me and my girlfriend watched like all of the lord of the rings extended editions like in a weekend so yeah I bet um, that helps yeah so sort of got the uh got the stories and the urge and just sort of you know what's going on so it's kind of cool how is it playing a game like that like with somebody it's it's actually something i really enjoy doing personally but uh, mm. how's your experience been like do you, did you guys just take turns doing a quest back and forth or kind of yeah she was getting a little like frustrated with the controls at the beginning and she was just like she died a couple times or whatever so she just yeah passed the control over to me at that point and then i sort of took over and i've been playing since then and she's been watching me but uh but yeah, it's yeah, sort of just sort of passing it back and forth and you know, commenting and talking while each other's playing and stuff. So it's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping to do that soon with um XCOM Chimera Squad, the new like mm. semi it's like a small version of an XCOM game that came out recently. So me and my girlfriend yeah. are hopefully gonna play that sometime soon and just take turns doing missions or maybe turns or each choose a couple characters to control. And there's a few ways. I, I really like playing games like that with a co op. Yeah. Um and so, uh, yeah, the only other thing I'll mention before we jump over to a break right quick is that uh, we have picked the game for next week, or the next two weeks. We're going to tackle Axiom Verge, so if for whatever reason you don't stick around for the rest of the podcast, you can hopefully join us the next two weeks for Axiom Verge. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, mm. So I love Metroidvania, so uh, it's something that uh, I've definitely been at the top of my backlog for quite a while, so I'm excited to get this one uh, tested. It looks so cool. I love the pixel art and everything, but... I started playing it a little bit. I'm like just like five minutes. I just sort of booted it up and all right. Got you a new game. Then you, you ruined it. No man. <laughs> like just after we chose it. Uh, no, we fine. chose. I mean, it. I we played uh, Yuka's last season, and uh, I basically had already played that game entirely, so I can't <laughs> yeah. say much. No, I, uh, anyway. I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I played it to somebody at this point. Like I've only yeah. just booted it up and walked around a little bit. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then uh, we're going to come back. Um, uh, we're going to do a new segment this time, so uh, stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. And we're back. So uh, this week we're going to uh, we're going to alternate every week. Uh, the first week of we're looking at a game, we're going to still do our top fives because uh, I think that fits in nicely with that. Um, mm. But where we kind of want to have, I think, a bit of a longer talk about the game this week, I thought I'd just do a little bit of a free game slash subscription game roundup. I know calling them free games sometimes is a little misleading, but um, there's so many ways um, that games are pouring into my backlog personally between Twitch Prime and Humble Choice and PS Plus and uh, Stadia Pro subscriptions. Uh, just everything's pouring in. And uh, with this being mm. the first podcast of the month, um, all these things are coming out now. So I thought it'd be a, a fun way to, to go over it and maybe talk about some highlights we're looking at and some cool things that are coming out. Mm. Um, so up first, I'll tackle uh, the PlayStation Plus games for June. Um, so these are coming out uh, June 2nd, which is, they, they release their games the first Tuesday of every month. Um, so first they have Call of Duty World War II, which they actually, oddly enough, released early. Um, I don't really know why. I didn't I wasn't able to look into if there's a specific reason, but um, mm. they just basically came out one day and were like, 
uh, yeah, one of the PS Plus games for June is World War II, and it's available now. So it's been available for a little while, so you can go and download that one. Um, would you be interested in trying this? This is something I... Um, I've never, I've always kind of shied away from Call of Duty games personally. Um, they were just more earlier my style, but um, I like the mm. World War II setting personally. And having played a bit of Warzone, I feel like I kind of understand it a bit. But apparently, there's some pretty fun like multiplayer modes and stuff on this. Would uh, Would you be interested in looking at the campaign or multiplayer on something like this? Yeah, I would. Um, yeah, same thing as me. Like I kind of don't really play the Call of Duty games very much, but. I do, I do like the World War One and World War Two settings. Um, I just, I mean, I haven't looked at this game really at all. I've seen like the poster for it or the game yeah, cover, or whatever you want to call it, and uh, it looks cool. But I, the one thing I just find with Call of Duty is like, even you know, even in some of the other ones that I have played, whether it's taking place in a certain time period or whatever, like I don't know, like i just find like movement speed on the on those games are too fast like if you're if you're sprinting like you're you're freaking bolting like it's just yeah feels way like too a fast or something you're just zooming across yeah yeah and and you know obviously there's some you know when people are like rushing rushing against you know enemy lines and stuff like that mm-hmm. in these wars like they, they did run as fast as they could basically but like just definitely not all the time like i i, I would prefer games like this had like a bit of more like covert realistic things in it instead of just going full tilt the whole time yeah there was a um there was a game a bit off topic but there was a game that was like produced by the history channel i think way back in like the ps2-ish era mm-hmm. um and i can't remember if it was for like the american civil war or if it was for world war one but it was like very not tactical i guess but it was very slow paced like you had like muskets like you you basically took one shot and then you had to spend like the next 30 seconds like reloading so you had to like Hmm. make your make your choices count a lot and it was like these wide open battlefields and it it looked really cool like the idea of something like that is is really cool especially in the face of like you said so many high speed fast paced action you're carrying 30 different guns at once and 10 different mm-hmm. types of grenades and it's just craziness so unfortunately um, i feel like call of duty would be the ones to do it but i would love to see someone other than them do like a really cool well-made like world war one game yeah. um i don't know more so that's just been on my radar I'm, i've been like after watching 1917 as well and lately i've been watching uh, on youtube a lot of like pawn star compilation videos like they have their own youtube channel <laughs> yeah and um and there's like you know hour like an hour long video of just like a bunch of like a yeah. bunch of the coolest guns that they've purchased and stuff like that and just mm-hmm. you know just talking about like a lot of the old wars and stuff like that too it's just like seems really cool so yeah history is really cool for sure yeah, i've been watching uh, i always i always find pawn stars is one of those corners of youtube you just always seem to get funneled into eventually <laughs> if you spend enough time on there uh, but yeah, I love all kinds of history uh, stuff too. Yeah. Uh, and then the second game uh, for PS Plus. Uh, so this one is actually going to be available June 2nd. Uh, so by the time you hear this, it should be out. But that's going to yeah. be Star Wars Battlefront 2. Um, we already have played this a fair bit, right? No, I don't have Battlefront 2. I have Battlefront oh, 1. Don't. But I just, I don't know. I've never bought Battlefront 2 because I just heard it was, especially all the, the monetization shit of it, it was just getting like a lot of bad, bad press right at the beginning. So, yeah. And it went yeah. super cheap really quickly too, so I just didn't really pick it up just due to the fact of, of both of those things combined. But if it's free, I'm definitely going to pick it up and we can give it a shot. Yeah, really unfortunately just kind of stumbled out of the gate. Um, I mean, a game... Uh, 
I mean, it's good to criticize the games for the monetization and stuff, but um, I, I think it, I don't know, I was, if I remember correctly, I was a bit on the, the other side of the fence with this one in that I don't really mind heavy monetization if it's kind of all cosmetic stuff. So mm-hmm. I think there was some mechanical stuff tied into the loot boxes, which is what made people really angry. Um, but I think they kind of have, have changed their course due to the outrage. So yeah, we'll have to give this a try. I, mm-hmm. I, love, I love Battlefront 1, Star Wars Battlefront 1 a lot. Yeah, um, it was fun. So I just like these kind of squad, not like squad-based, but like battalion-based, like huge battlefield-type games. And DICE does a great job with those. Like They always look gorgeous and sound gorgeous. So Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to hopefully give that a try at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so next, uh, so those are the two for PlayStation, then Xbox Games with Gold. Um, neither you or I have a Xbox One or the, this, this subscription, but I figured it'd be good to talk about nonetheless. Mm. Um, so um, they have two games for Xbox One that are coming out. The first is Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. You ever played any Shantae games? No. It was like a it was a series back on the Genesis, I think, for a while. Like say it's a Sega, I think it's a Sega product. Um, okay. Or a Sega IP, I could be mistaken, but um, so it's kind of like an action platformer. But it's kind of had a revival lately. With they've had a couple modern games that they've uh, released, um, mm. and then also uh, so that'll be available June first to thirtieth, and then they also have from June sixteenth to July fifteenth will be Coffee Talk. Um, this is a game I think I own some other way through like Twitch Prime or something, but I definitely want to give this a try. It's a very similar. There's two games, this Coffee Talk and there's one where you run a bar. So this is where you run like a coffee shop and the other one where you run a bar, but it's all very like micro mechanical where you're kind of like actually like pouring lattes and like mixing milk and foaming milk and doing stuff. But it's almost like a visual novel at the same time. So you can give people different drinks and it will kind of almost affect the way the conversation goes. Um, Mm. And the, the bartender one is very similar. It's that one's more cyberpunk, but they both seem really cool and really innovative. So hopefully I don't think they'd probably be too long of a game. So it'd be fun to give it a try at some point. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's free if you're an Xbox gold, uh, subscriber, just, I'd pick that one up and give it a try. At least give it a look, see if it's something you're interested in. Uh, and then this is so this is new to me. Um, like I said, neither of us do games with gold. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently they release two Xbox One games every yeah. uh, month, and then they do uh, an OG like Xbox original uh, type game, and that one is Destroy All Humans. So that'll be available from June first to fifteenth. So you get that um, on Xbox One still, but it's just an original Xbox game that comes yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like all backwards compatible on the Xbox One, which is really cool. I do uh, mm-hmm. wish they did that a bit better with P- PlayStation. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a Destroy All Humans remake. I have Destroy All Humans, I think, on PS4 just from maybe a previous PS Plus or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I remember playing this back when we had this on the PS2 when yeah. we were kids. It's just just goofy fun. And there's a remake coming out. I'm, I'm interested to see how the remake That'd is. Be cool. uh, coming out in july 28th and then uh, lastly they have an xbox 360 game which again you can claim and play on the xbox one that's mm-hmm. sign mora this is kind of like a shoot 'em up bullet hell type game which yeah. i've never been super into but um that'll be available from june 16th to the 30th cool uh twitch prime um so uh this is probably the heftiest i guess of the subscriptions because you have to buy a basically a full year of twitch pro or of amazon prime and you get twitch prime included but Mm. A lot of people get Amazon Prime anyway for the shipping, so this is just kind of freebies since that's the situation for me. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of cool stuff coming uh, this month from June 1st to 30th. So Forsaken Remastered, Observer, Project Warlock, Steel Rats, The Flame in the Flood, 
And then they also are releasing three packs of SNK games. The first one will be available, uh, I think, starting June 1st as well. Um, so these are like old arcade games. Uh, Art yeah. of Fighting 2, Blazing Star, Fatal Fury Special, Pulsar, Samurai Showdown 2, and the King of Fighters 2000, and King of Fighters 2002. And then if you haven't checked out Twitch Prime, um, they always give all kinds of like bonus in-game loots. Like you can get, um, I get skins for Rainbow Six Siege through that. Uh, they give you like starter packs for all kinds of mobile games, and there's mm-hmm. all kinds of cool downloads and skins and stuff that they just throw in there. Um, tons of stuff for Fortnite all the time, and there's stuff for League of Legends, like skins for League of Legends. So there's always really cool value in, in Twitch Prime. Um, I tend to not even claim most of it. I claim all the free games, but yeah, there's so many just like random games and yeah. MMO packs and stuff. Um, any of those sound interesting to you, or do you recognize any of those? Uh, the only one I recognize is the Flame and the Flood, which just because I've seen it on Switch a couple times browsing the store. Yeah. Um, but that sort of looks cool. It looks kind of like a survival game. Um, yeah. I think maybe Forsaken and Observer. I'd have to see like the cover art for that. But yeah. the name alone like just sort of sounds familiar. Just not completely sure. Yeah. Observer, and then I'm uh, familiar with the SNK games as well. Yeah. Project Warlock is um, kind of almost like a Doom style. Like that old kind of 2D, mm-hmm. 3D type shooter game. So it's kind of like an homage to that. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I might check out a few of these. I think Observer, I get it confused with some other games, but I might give that a try if it's the one I'm thinking. Um, then moving on, I guess, um, is... So Epic Game Store is having the Mega Sale 2020 um, right now. Um, so they did this last year as well, I believe, when they first launched, essentially. But um, there's honestly tons of great deals in the Epic Store, I'm not going to lie. Um, you get mm-hmm. I, uh, everything... There's tons of stuff that's like 50% or more off and you get I think a $10 coupon that you can basically apply to anything that's $15 or more as well so you can get a lot of stuff for like five or ten bucks mm-hmm. um, and then every week they've been dropping I think on Thursdays they've released uh, a new game for free that you can claim um, yeah. so if you're not aware unfortunately you've already missed um, they did GTA 5 and then they did Civilization 6 so these are like big big titles like normally stuff that they give away is like indie stuff so there's free yeah. games all the time in the epic store but for the mega sale they're pulling out all the guns and then right now um i think up until uh, june 4th so if you hear this right when it comes out uh, this podcast you should be able to claim it still but borderlands the handsome collection um again just another heavy hitter so that's um it's funny claim, to me but, that they put this out for free on the epic game store Yet mm-hmm. they just released it on Switch because it came out like the last direct they announced that these two K all these two K games were coming um, over to Switch, <laughs> and they just yeah. released this and it's sixty bucks to buy on Switch. Oh, just I seems know. like so silly. Like why? Like well, it, especially the timing of the two like just coming out and then this also <laughs> just being out for free. Like yeah, well I mean like they've been out on hindrance. the PC for a long time. I guess like especially Civ and borderlands and stuff because yeah they just released the 2k collection like xcom and all kinds mm. of stuff on switch eh? yeah. i this is why i have such a hard time i mean i know you're almost exclusively like a switch player and i just i can't get over the pricing on on switch especially when i can get games like this for free on the pc yeah i mean stuff like this is honestly why i've just recently invested in that new video card because like my computer right now can't really run borderlands but I mean, where I'm getting all this stuff basically for free. Like, this Epic Games one, you don't even need a subscription or anything. You just, as long as you have an Epic account um, and you've enabled two-factor authentication, you can just log in and claim this. So it's just, like, 
uh, it's I don't know. It's it's so hard to justify getting stuff on Switch, like especially like you said, stuff like this when it's sixty bucks or free. <laughs> the the portability yeah. factor really needs to be like a weighing thing for you. And even on top of that, like there's laptops powerful enough for people to bring them around and play these games on them there too. So yeah, like I uh, mean, yeah, if, it's, if I was it's somebody really who weird. took. If I was somebody who took like an hour train ride every day to get to work and back, I'd consider a Switch a lot heavier. Um, right now I'm working from home, which is nice, so I don't really have any need for a handheld necessarily. Yeah. Um, and even if I, um, even when I was going to the office, it was like a 15 minute bus ride, which is not enough to bust out and play Borderlands on the bus <laughs> or anything, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. And when I'm, I'm just wanting to chill out and play on the couch, I tend to want something smaller or like less brain burning anyway. So I tend to just play some mobile games and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Like, yeah, I, I'm most of the time I play a switch, but I would never ever argue or, or defend like the, the fact that like, charging that much extra for a game is is worth it in any way because like it yeah borderlands has been out for a while okay sure the handsome collection um that's relatively new as far as i'm aware like the handsome collection thing but still the game's probably almost 10 years old now and to put it out on the switch and charge 60 bucks for it just because it's new to coming to the switch like makes absolute zero sense obviously you need to pay companies to port it over or you need to pay the people in your company to port it over but still like people you yeah. i would guarantee if you put that game at twenty dollars you're going to get more money than if you sell it at 60 bucks it's just gonna yeah. it, more people are going to find that price attractive and they're going to buy it and even just for the fact of having it if they want to play it you know what i mean and yeah they yeah. can put these things on sale but it's, it's it's just not it's just kind of insulting like especially some of these 10 year old games coming out just because they're new to switch they're charging like a, a brand new game price for it yeah i um yeah it's it's tough and nintendo seems to be the only one that this happens on a lot of these collections come to or like remakes and stuff or like things get ported to ps4 i find and if they're not by default like 20 or 30 dollars they almost instantly get discounted to that rate but yeah nintendo i find with the switch there are a lot more sales than there have been historically on like the ds and wii and stuff in the past but like that's yeah. still just the pricing is so high the only the only way i i can tolerate or like i can understand going deep into the switch ecosystem um i have a couple friends and it's like they're like a boyfriend and girlfriend um they both have a switch they buy games physical so they can kind of trade them back and forth so you kind of get a two for one thing there and then they yeah. can sell them off once they're done with them well as well so mm-hmm. it's almost like a rental type scheme where kind of you buy the game you sell it for like 15 bucks less than you bought it and you kind of pay a 15 dollar rental price to get the game for three months or however long it yeah. took you to beat it i kind of get that but yeah at the same time it's just the nintendo tax the switch tax is just brutal speaking I, of that too i saw on like the facebook marketplace um no. there's like the new final fantasy remake that came out yeah. um you could get the pre-order through eb games um for mm-hmm. you know, pe- like you know around us eb games yeah um and it came with like uh i can't remember what it was but this like this little tin and there was something in it it was like a coin or something or a keychain i can't remember exactly what it was um mm-hmm. but there was basically this pre-order bonus for this for this game um and you know 79.99 after taxes it's like 90 95 bucks um and someone was selling it on the facebook marketplace the game and that tin 150 bucks is what they're trying to get from it 
It's just ridiculous. Like, oh my god, it's just so stupid, man. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, a pre-order bonus isn't worth sixty bucks. You know, a let, no, let alone yeah. if it, even it's a little tin with a keychain in it. Yeah, some people just try and profit to you off that stuff. Man, anecdotal comment. I I use Kijiji quite a bit, and I find normally pretty good deals on Kijiji. I think a lot of people seem like they're pretty fairly priced on Kijiji. Yeah. Um, when I got my graphics card, and I was realized they didn't have the right power adapter for it i was looking to see if i get a whole new power supply or if i could get the little connector i needed on on marketplace just mm-hmm. to broaden my search and the people there's a couple of people selling power supplies like the actual kind of power brick that goes in your computer tower yeah um on facebook marketplace but i don't know where they're getting these valuations i feel like i'm a dragon on dragon's den like what <laughs> where did you get this valuation like there was one. It was the dustiest, crustiest old like power brick thing that looked like they brought it out of a computer that had just been sitting in an attic running nonstop for the past three years. Like you could actually just see the dust still caked on it. Mm-hmm. And it was something that if you bought it now, it'd probably be like a hundred bucks new and they wanted seventy bucks for it. It's like <laughs> I'm just gonna pay the extra thirty bucks to get something brand new. Like Yeah. Uh, I don't well I mean like power Maybe's... power supplies like obviously degrade over time. Like you're constantly well, pumping power yeah. through it. So like yeah. over time these resistors will stop working and then the power supply doesn't boot up for you because yeah there's failed resistors inside of it i mean maybe they're doing it thinking like if i charge 70 and then somebody will lowball me for like 40 and we can come to a middle ground maybe that's but i don't like Mm. to hassle with i'm not a big haggler generally so i just like to pay a fair price for something and move on with my life but uh so anyway next thing uh humble choice um is still on the may package um and unfortunately uh, because they basically don't announce the package ahead of time until it's uh, available. We can't see yet what's available for June, but I am excited mm-hmm. for that to come out. So we'll probably talk about that in a couple podcasts, mm-hmm. um, two podcasts from now. But um, just as a recap, the one that's available now, you should still be able to pick up if you grab it uh, right as you're here in this podcast, essentially. Um, but that's Jurassic World Evolution and XCOM 2, which are two huge games. If you don't have those, that's probably pretty good value for you right there. And then a bunch of kind of smaller stuff. Rise of Industry, Niche, Warhammer 40k, Gladius, Swords of Ditto, Mormor's Curse, Warsaw, Heave Ho, Mo Astray, Neoverse, and Chess Ultra, and Horus. Um, so I think there's a lot of cool stuff. If you're a strategy person, especially if you like simulation and strategy games, this is a probably I'm getting a it for Chess Ultra for alone, man. Chess Ultra, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's in the package. If I mean, if you want chess, you can have chess ultra. Yeah. Um, and then there's always the humble trove. We're running a bit long on this, so I won't talk too much about it. But there's always cool stuff in the humble trove, like nice experimental fun games and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, June 5th is when this package will go away and the next one will uh, come out. So make sure you grab this one now if you're interested in those games. And then um, this one's a little closer to my heart than maybe a lot of our listeners perhaps. But... Uh, I, I'm still really enjoying Stadia and Stadia Pro, and this uh, month, they're normally they put out two games, maybe three games. This month, they're putting out six games you get for free if you're a Stadia Pro subscriber, so it's Damn. pretty cruel. Um, get Packed, which is a Stadia exclusive, or timed exclusive, I think, at least. Um, this is kind of like, there's two games, two or three games that have all come out at the same time that are like, this is kind of... Um, Oh, what's that cooking game? Overcooked. It's kind of like Overcooked, like you have four people running around doing stuff and panicking. Yeah. Um, but this is like you're a moving company, so you're trying to like get everything out of a building really quick and pack it into a truck and all kinds of yeah. shenanigans. And so, so yeah, kind of like moving out and then like that yeah. weird switch, like 
quit your job or worked in an office job exactly yeah there's somebody it's so weird when game when that happens when like four four games that are all like the almost identical genre come out yeah um so yeah that's uh um, i'm really excited for this this came out like a month ago on stadia and i almost bought it but i figured it was going to come to pro eventually so i, I held out yeah. and happy i did um, but yeah i'm really excited to try that out with uh, my girlfriend mm. um then little nightmares which you and i have talked about this might be a game that we do uh, on was, the podcast in the future so yeah, it was on one of my top five lists so i would yeah re- definitely recommend playing it so on, yeah on maybe um if you're interested checking this out and you have a good internet connection stadia pro might be the the way to go to check it out and then power rangers battle for the grid i don't actually know much about this i do like power rangers as a concept but uh, this mm. seems like it's like a mortal Kombat type fighting like street fighter type fighting game um which i'm not hugely hot on i like the idea of them but i don't have the time to put in getting great at them. there was a power rangers movie i used to watch when i was a kid and i've watched it like i watched it so many times we like always would rent it from the library over and over again but to this day, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, no. I, I can't find it, it online, like, as far as the title or anything. But it's it's a Mighty Morphing Power Rangers one as far as, like, what <laughs> division of Power Rangers it yeah. is. But still can't figure it, find it out. Like, the the, the picture of the movie, like, the, the poster or whatever you want to call it, cover, is it's just, like, I have a very good and, like, photographic memory of that cover. But I can't <laughs> find it. Can't find it anywhere. Yeah. Uh um yeah i remember seeing the odd power rangers like episode on ytv or whatever when we were growing up but i never watched it super intensely but i'd love to go back and like watch a series of it at some point Mm. um then uh super hot which is a pretty old game at this point but um a cool little like uh it's a very unique shooter have you played super hot no man but a man's not hot (laughs) man's not hot uh super hot is it's like a john it's almost like a john wick simulator in a way um Mm. but time only moves when you're moving so like somebody will shoot at you and like time's basically frozen or it goes at like one tenth speed sort of a thing so you can kind of like when you move out of the way then time goes in in in, uh, real time um it's the best way i can explain it but it's really cool you can pull off some really cool stuff i think Uh, this sounds familiar now that you're talking about it it's like very everyone's like, like just like red po- like polygon base right yeah. like and it's yeah yeah okay yeah yeah i've seen i've seen i've seen this uh more recently i can't remember where but i think it maybe it came to switch or something maybe that's where yeah. it was but yeah um, uh, then uh <laughs> panzer dragoon remake is uh coming out as well or coming to pro at least uh, mm-hmm. this is kind of like a on rails shooter it almost reminds me of star fox in the way it plays like you're charging and locking onto stuff and shooting stuff so i'm gonna give it a try specifically for that um and then um june 16th uh, so these are all come out june 1st except for this one uh, the elder scrolls online which is an mmo uh that's coming out june 16th and you get that for free with stadia pro i might try and talk my girlfriend into maybe trying this out because mmos are only fun if you play them with other people i think so it might be fun to just give this a try um yeah those are stadia pro games um i recently um uh, it seems like they're gearing up to allow uh, right now because you can play stadia on your phone but only if you have like an authorized phone essentially like if you have a pixel or um, a razor phone or some like high-end phones that they've like approved specifically Mm -hmm. um 
but uh, recently, the most recent update, people have like unpackaged the files and seen that uh, it seems like they're getting ready to kind of roll it out to all phones. Um, so I'm really excited for that because I don't have one of those uh, authorized phones, and it'd be it'd be really nice to play some of these games just in the bed, yeah. just on my phone with a controller hooked up to it. So that'd be really cool. I'm excited for that. But yeah, that's my roundup of the uh, free and subscription games. Hopefully, that was useful to. Uh, you out there hopefully you, you found something you might uh, want to pick up or get subscribed to mm-hmm. um, a lot of these are great deals even if there's a one game you like and you just want to subscribe for one month to to pick that up i think there's there's cool uh cool opportunities for a lot of this stuff i think that's and, another uh, reason why if people you know even like myself what i was saying like you know 50 bucks 60 bucks for borderlands on switch like let alone the fact that it's free at the moment like the <laughs> fact that you can get you know, especially if you subscribe to like, you know, just two of these like six things you listed, the different, yeah. you know, sort of avenues, like you can get like 20 games free a month, like easy. Yeah. And it's it's just at that point, And they're like, you know, they're not like ancient games. Like they're pretty, pretty new, like maybe two, three years old, majority of them at least. Yeah. And then, and yeah, you can, you can get, you can get like 20 games free a month. It's just, it's hard to justify spending any money at that point. on. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, I mean, we've talked about this a bit and hopefully this kind of shows you a bit of my sentiment on it because I, I just like have a hard time even paying like 15 bucks for a game now. Like, unless it's like blowing my socks off, like I'm super excited right up my alley. Yeah. Like half the time I'll just, I'd rather just wait a year or two and it'll show up in one of these packages or something. Like Mm. I just, yeah, this is why my backlog is huge, and I'm sure a lot of people are in this this spot as well. That's why I like to cover this, because, I mean, yeah. we're playing one or two games a week, baby, and I'm getting 20 games a month piled in. And I mean, half of these, I'd say, I'm interested in playing, at least. Yeah. Um, some people might have more specific tastes, but, I mean, a ton of these I definitely would be interested in playing, but time is, like, the limiting factor at this point. Uh, There's, um, what was I going to say? Uh, da, da, da trying to figure this out here i can't remember no i'm lost Uh, i was gonna say something (laughs) but uh there's too many games to think about it's just it's all over the place um but yeah that's our that's our little roundup we'll take another quick break and we'll come back uh and we will talk about uh, our time with my friend pedro be back shortly And we're back. So we're going to finish off this podcast now with our, um, I guess, deep dive look at My Friend Pedro. Uh, We've been playing it over the past two weeks and uh, ready to give our thoughts on it. So I will confess right at the start, I almost entirely kind of forgot to play this game this week. It just almost like skipped my mind. I don't really know what's happening. I blame it on the heat. Just cooking my brain. Unacceptable. Um, I did play a little bit, but uh, I didn't get to the end of it, but I, I'm so close I could taste it, so I'm definitely going to go back and finish it, but maybe you can talk to us a bit about the end. If you haven't played it, definitely going to be spoiler-filled, but it's not a heavy spoiler game, in mm-hmm. my opinion, not <laughs> not going to ruin your experience or anything, but yeah. um, how did you how did you like the ending? How did you like the full um, journey? Do you want me to spoil it for you, where you haven't beat it yet? Yeah, go for it. Let's go. Uh, okay. All right. So, basically, you... Okay, like the last two, two worlds, world and a half, mm-hmm. basically identifies the antagonist, yeah. which is just this this woman named Ophelia who she's talking to you on like the screen, and she's like the head of the core of the internet or something. Yeah, basically, she's like commissioner of the internet or something. Yeah. So, 
every once in a while she like shows up on a screen like at the beginning of a level or something like that and she's just like talking about like your moves she recognizes those moves like it can't be and all this kind of stuff (laughs) and then you finally get to like fight her at the end um so like the final boss is her and then uh and then she sort of just says like basically you're her brother um so she's sort of saying that you know our dad wasn't a good guy or whatever but i never thought he would you know he would he would have caused a scenario where this would have happened basically yeah um and then so you you sort of defeat her and your sister dies pretty much and then Pedro the banana is talking to you and saying that pretty much he's pretty much explains the whole premise at the very end and basically you always had like a personal sort of uh you know battle with what your family did and like what they do as far as like with their lives basically and some sort of internet based shit apparently okay um so the what happened was you told Pedro what your intentions were and then uh you knocked yourself out and then Pedro wiped your mind clean your memory clean uh, and okay. then you put this mask over your face that you're wearing so it uh conceals who you are to everyone when you're murdering everybody yeah and then and then he's like he's like I'm only doing this because when you when we started this you told me to do this at the end and then he like sticks his the banana like sticks inside your head and then he's like basically trying to pull your gun to your head to kill yourself and then you have to tap your a button to resist or you can just let it go i didn't let it go i hit resist uh just type tapping it over and over again and then the background just fills up with a banana and he eats you like as you go inside his (laughs) mouth okay and then you have it's another weird trippy level you're standing on like this floating seal basically and you're you can sort of move him back and forth a little bit and jump up and down and do everything you would be able to do otherwise in the game like slow down time and dodge and everything and basically you're shooting Pedro at this point like he's a huge banana and you're you're shooting him down and then after you take down all of his health he unpeels and then he's got like this really like he's sort of like a dark pink hue to him and he's got like a like black eyes and a mouth and then you have to shoot the actual bear banana itself and then he dies and then uh you it shows you back where you're fighting like the area where you're fighting your sister you get up and you pull your mask off and turn to the screen, and I'll leave it at that. We have to okay. see what the guy's face leave, looks like. I will have to uh, definitely finish this at this point. <laughs> um, I yeah, I guess safe to say, don't necessarily play this for the story because I don't think it's super no. cohesive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, every um, all of this story I told you comes from the last five minutes yeah. of the game. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, how was? The boss fight, I guess, at the end, or multiple boss fights at the end. Because um, one thing I, I, again, I super regret not being able to finish it this week. I, I do mm-hmm. apologize. But um, one of the things that bothered me a little bit was kind of the boss fights and mini boss fights. Um, like, there's one place where you fight the gunship when you're kind of chasing the mercenary leader guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, it felt like for a game that was like all about running and dodging and action and always moving forward to put you in a spot where it's like, okay, now you have to move back like left and right back and forth, jump up to one platform and back down like over and over and just shoot over and over Mm -hmm. at like a heavy health thing. Just felt like it was counterintuitive to what the game was really trying to teach you how to do the whole time. Um, so did you feel like the did you feel that way first of all with like the gunship levels and some of the like the little mech fights in between and stuff? 
Um, yeah, and yeah. Secondly, like I said, there was a few things in the game that, like, you know, you just sort of had to like almost run back for to complete. Like, as like when I was saying, like, you know, like five six guys come out of a single door, and then you're just sort of stuck there, sort of, you know, shooting the same guy in slow motion or off slow motion until yeah. he dies, pretty much, and then you can keep going, and it just slows the whole pace of the game down to a crawl, pretty much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I like them a little bit, like those weird levels as far as like the motorcycle and the falling level and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I those like ones. Yeah, those ones are cool. The ones that are like again, because those ones are like fast and frenetic, and you're always moving. I found. Um, yeah. So yeah, the falling and the motorcycle one I really liked, but it's like the the like sit and boss fight with a guy with a lot of HP just felt like it was a mm-hmm. step in the wrong direction. Yeah. So is the final fight that way as well? Like something with a lot of HP and you're just kind of moving back and forth between a couple platforms? Um, so that one, it sort of leaves it a little bit more open. Um, yeah. Like there's there's just sort of, yeah, like a bottom section and a top section. So it's sort of like there's this floating platform in the middle and you can go underneath of it or on top of it. And it's just sort of like this, basically like a circle or a rectangle if you want to look at it like that. Um, mm-hmm. and then there's a couple boxes that you can like cover behind or shoot and get health from and all that kind of stuff. But it just looked like sort of goofy more than anything because like basically, basically the, you know, the final boss, she operates the same way as you do as far as like what you look like when you're dodging. So it just looks so silly cause you're just like both like rolled up in a ball rolling around. You're like just sort spinning, of jumping in the air and spinning to dodge bullets but the spin just looks so silly when you're both just like yeah. hopping around spinning in the in the air but the game's a kind of a goofy game anyway so maybe it's oh yeah yeah maybe it's part of the experience but yeah um, for sure but it was definitely the best the best boss battle that and fighting pedro were the Very best nice. boss battles um huh. but uh but yeah it was uh the the the, the last 20 minutes of the game were probably my favorite, The Last World. Mm-hmm. Um, you unlock a sniper rifle towards the end, and the combat surrounded around that was really fun. It was okay. my favorite gun and the most satisfying gun. Um, How does the sniper rifle work, really? Because one thing, another thing, I another observation I had, not that it's a bad thing, but I almost felt it was weird that they gave you multiple weapon options later on because the game felt like it was paced and you kind of expanded in a way where every time you unlocked a new weapon, that was basically the only weapon you used from that point forward. Mm-hmm. Like, when you got the shotgun originally, they kind of gave you a lot of close quarters, fun things to do with it. And then after yeah. that, like, once you get the assault rifle, that just feels like the better option for everything up to mm-hmm. what I played. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I definitely use like the last three guns you got the most, like t- definitely as I unlocked them. Um, yeah. I switched to like the dual Uzis a few times, like when I saw a scenario where I could go in slow motion and do like the dual aiming thing mm-hmm. just to see if that worked out. But yeah. I don't know, even if, even though it looked a little bit cooler to do that, it was still more satisfying to like drop down to slow motion with a shotgun or like a, a sniper rifle and just aim and shoot each of them individually. Um, yeah. but I still like, persisted through and did the uzi times like when i thought it would look cool just for the fact of it looking cool but um but yeah um the the uh the sniper rifle it sort of gave you a lot of long distance shots for sure um to do the dual aiming like where you on the switch at least you hold down like the lz button to Mm -hmm. lock onto somebody and then aim your other gun wherever you want or the assault rifle there's like a grenade launcher built into it yeah um so pretty much that lz button allowed you to like pretty much 
make the sniper like in scope mode pretty much which it didn't change like the view of the game at all but it just like sort of allowed you to lock on to people a little bit better and then you could just sort of aim a little bit up and down their body and like just sort of go for headshots and stuff um the only thing is as well after beating the game you can go do like level selection and choose any of the levels and you can also have all the guns at your use and any of those levels as well um so i just hope that like you know obviously playing through it the first time i wasn't like i wonder if a sniper rifle would work in this level but i hope i hope that like these other guns still operate properly or there's opportunities for you to get those more satisfying scenarios in those other levels but yeah who knows um yeah it seems like there's they did a um they made a effort to kind of give even though it's a shorter game they try to give it i think as much replayability as would be possible between different kind of score mm-hmm. attacks and yeah bringing old weapons back i suppose and then the different modes like that you can unlock by collecting the little yellow diamonds in different levels and stuff um how did you like the uh, graphics i i i actually kind of um i like this style and stuff it was you know mm-hmm. low poly ish but but uh still charming in its own way what did you think about it i liked it um yeah there's i didn't really have any issues with the graphics like it's it it does it what it looks needs to do. it looks about like the graphics and the style for the type of game so i think it yeah i think design wise it looks good um for this like the setting and obviously the weird ass story with it yeah um like you're pretty much just rocking like this baseball jersey i would say with like a long sleeve like under armor shirt almost <laughs> underneath of it <laughs> yeah um and it's uh and it just has a banana on it for pedro i'm assuming so yeah uh whatever whatever that means to you as far as what the outfit means it'd be kind of cool if you could have like different skins for the character but that's really not yeah not a make or break thing at all yeah um, I really like the music too. I think this is something that I might actually look up the soundtrack if I can get it on Spotify or something and add it into my normal rotation because there's a lot of really cool, um, especially the different boss fights and special levels. I guess I'll call them um, had really cool soundtracks. We touched on that a bit last week, but I, did I you still start really listening it. to it a little bit more intently after we did? We talked about it the first time. Yeah, I um, yeah, I gave it um, you know again i found the generic levels or the regular levels didn't there wasn't i mean the soundtrack was there to kind of like give a bassy pump like just to the action but mm-hmm. um i didn't feel like it it was again where i a lot of the times where i fall on this is it it was right where it needed to be it didn't get in the way um but um i like that there's kind of like the highlight um kind of peak moments of those special levels where they really brought out like a cool ass um like cool ass song for those special levels mm-hmm. um so i felt like that was a nice way to accent some of those uh, special levels yeah um, yeah yeah the, I, mean, I don't know like the the music sounded a little repetitive to me um i definitely i've looked up the soundtrack a few times at work or mm-hmm. just like when we're playing siege sometimes i listen to music and stuff and just try to put it on but i don't know it's it's definitely produced very well there's it's some of the pieces in there are pretty complex as far as what's going on. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's just nothing really quite, uh, quite struck my fancy with it. Oh, that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I like, I wouldn't listen to the generic ones by, by themselves, but, um, but I kind of like those weird techno. It kind of almost, it's almost nostalgic in a way, because again, I think we touched on this last week, but it almost reminds me of those like, 
new grounds techno type music mm-hmm. um that was definitely all... more something you listened to and you did uh, yeah. younger than i did for sure yeah i was really i was pretty heavily into the new grounds music scene when i was growing up in like my preteen age uh that's kind of where i got i think almost a lot of my musical tastes from for the mm-hmm. most part um for better or for worse i suppose but um yeah i, I just it, it that's almost nostalgic for me so i can see how it might not stand up to repeated listens but um as a one-time playthrough i think that's uh they they accent exactly where they need to mm. um so i think um one of the things i want to uh kind of tackle or look at with uh, doing this is um almost assuming that you already own this game because as we touched on in the last segment um if you're subscribed to even a couple of these things you have tons of games pouring into your um your backlog yeah. um this is on a game Humble bundle through. like a, a month or two ago too wasn't it um yeah it's actually on this um oh uh, yeah sorry yeah last month i think it was on the humble bundle because mm-hmm. um, that's where i got it from it was from the uh, humble choice last month so um yeah if you happen to have this um i think out of the choices there it's probably one of the one of the good ones to pick up um it's almost a uh, this is kind of a, a perfect game that i like to tackle on this podcast because it's short enough um and it's kind of been in my peripheral that i'm happy that i actually just got to put some time into playing it and going mm-hmm. through um but um, I don't think I would have been satisfied if I had paid 20 bucks or whatever the original asking price would have been for it. Um, do you remember how much it was when it first came out? Uh, I bought it on Switch when it, like, on, on release day because it looked really cool from the trailer. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like 24 bucks. So, yeah. I mean, I bought it like when it came out, which is months and months ago now. So, like, it's yeah. not really something that dwelled in the back of my mind. Um, yeah. Had I just purchased it and played it all the way through... I would probably be a little disappointed on that price point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that it's low quality, but um, it's just, yeah, it's not super satisfying at the end of the day. If you are the kind of person, because I know there are certain people who play games to kind of perfect them. Like, if you're in that genre where you almost are into speed running and stuff like that, where you just kind of do the same level over and over again to perfect it, I feel like there's a lot of, like, tricks and optimizations and stuff you can do retrying levels over yeah. and over with this. Um, and it gives you, I think, a lot of opportunity and a lot of tools to kind of do that kind of stuff with. Mm-hmm. Um so if that's your jam, I think this is definitely worth a look. Um, if you already own it, um, I do think it's worth a playthrough. I, I think you could probably get it done in like, what, five hours, something like that, probably. Oh, yeah, probably depending on how fast. That. Yeah, depending on how fast yeah. you play. Um, uh, I do like the way they um, they kind of, it, it could have been a lot more samey than it even was, to be frank. Um you know, some games do just kind of have one mechanic and then just kind of rest on it. Um, when I first started playing it, I assumed it was going to be just, everything was just going to be about split aiming because, like, that was the one mechanic they kind of introduced at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, that's going to be the whole game. But then they introduced, um, you know, skateboards and stuff you can ride on, different weapons, um, a lot of stuff you can ricochet off of. Um, they really kept trying to, like, push it up a little bit. Um that almost annoyed me though to a point by the end of it um, with kind of the lasers and there's levels where you kind of got to push buttons and then move through and push a button on another side and move back and push a button and yeah. it, that kind of stuff got a little bothersome but I appreciate that they were at least trying to mix it up that wasn't super samey the whole way through. Well it was kind of weird man there was a few times with more on those levels where there's all that weird stuff sort of happening that like 
Um, I think that you know, towards the last few worlds, there's a couple more time time based, speed based things that you need to do. Um, like in the last world, there's these like almost these little things on the wall that you have to shoot or on attached different platforms. That you have to shoot that are like casting a, a force field around something. And then okay. there was there was certain uh, scenarios where like the force field was casting a force field on the other force field button, so you had to shoot Ugh. the first button and the second button and then the third button, and then you'd kill the guy because the third one was like force fielding him. Um, and I, f- the maybe like I said before, maybe I need to play this on like not a Switch controller, but the controls and just like the way that they reacted just sort of screwed me over a couple times and like got me killed and sort of things like that. Especially yeah. when you get a bonus for not dying too, and like obviously, even if you're not really trying for that, you're probably trying for that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it was a little annoying when like I I know that I didn't die because I screwed up basically, but or I just <laughs> you know wasn't good at that part of the level. But like I don't know, yeah, I don't know specifically where you're at. But are you have you encountered those blue and those yellow like almost like laser beams yeah yeah that's what i was talking about those are just it was it was really frustrating like i just yeah like a um, couple times and especially too like there's a tail end of those laser beams that apparently still hurt you even though like they don't physically look like they're there it's not super visible yeah um so there's yeah there's a couple times where like yeah i'd be rolling i'd be rolling on my character whatever and then i like want to stand up but he just like keeps rolling and then i like roll into the laser beam and like either lose most of my health or just die <laughs> or just die instantly basically yeah, yeah they take away so much health yeah it's one of those things where it's when i play a game like this especially if it's going to be a short game like we said four hours five hours maybe even less depending on how fast you kind of blaze through it yeah um i think in a game that size it's it's okay for a game to be short maybe two two to five hours mm-hmm. um but if it's going to be that short it can't have these kind of like a nuisance fillery almost weird stuff i i I don't know filler's not the right word but there are sections where it's just like 10 15 seconds of pure just like laser dodging and jumping and having to activate a button and flip a panel and it's just yeah i don't think that's why you would boot up my friend pedro like nobody's gonna say that that was their favorite level i don't think right you want to be shooting guys and making explosions happen and you know ricocheting things off of frying pans and killing guys around corners like that's the action you're there for and i appreciate that you have to space it out a little bit with some mechanics like that but um i was just i got really fed up with the lasers uh, and the the button switches and stuff a lot of the time i like the levers because the levers interacted with your gun like you're shooting the lever back and forth different ways i thought that was pretty clever so that was kind of a cool mechanic Um, but i really didn't like shooting out the blue lasers just so they're disabled for like five seconds so i can walk underneath them like that it just wasn't that engaging Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the, yeah. There was definitely some mechanics that I just wasn't a fan of, or I could have done without, um, or weapons or otherwise and stuff. But yeah, like, like, like I was saying, like, there's, I, I hope, at least through the second playthrough, um, because I'm definitely gonna play it with all the guns unlocked this time around, just because there's some guns that are just more fun to use than others. Um, so I hope the levels, like, at least maybe they, hopefully they thought through you know the whole thing the all the levels as a whole and they didn't go linear like linearly through the the levels um as well too like there's those little things like almost like these yellow and black like diamond triangle or square diamond thingies like a tilted square um the pickups yeah yeah, the 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 mode basically basically like the uh, modifier 
like unlock pickups that you could get in different levels. Yeah. I came across some of them in like in different levels and stuff, and I would actually like walk right into them, and, and my character wouldn't pick them up. Like I like maybe I got to shoot them or something. I just tried doing all these different things, and my character just didn't pick them up. And then when yeah, I beat that's... the game and go look at the modifiers, I only have like two of like ten to fifteen that you can unlock, which was mm. sort of a piss off after I beat the game. I was like, oh, those what those were, and how come <laughs> they weren't picking? They weren't because I remember seeing one in a later level, and I just walked into it and I picked it up. Like no yeah, issues at all. Yeah, that's how everyone I encountered. I was able to just walk into and pick up. So it's weird that you had that uh, that issue. Mm. Um, and and then I was just talking to you as well, like right before we started recording, like. Yeah. There was uh, a level that I was playing with the sniper rifle, and I switched from my pistols to my sniper rifle, and then my sniper rifle was making the gun sound and shooting as fast as the pistols, even though I was holding the sniper <laughs> rifle and switched to the sniper rifle, which ended yeah. getting, ended up getting me killed. So, I wonder if that's like the port specifically, because I never ran into any issues like at all. The game ran flawlessly for me, I'd say. Like everything mm-hmm. worked exactly as I expected, so I don't yeah. have any issues with that. And like you did touch on um, using the controller. I'll, yeah. I'll let you finish that off. I'll, I'll um, that. and like subconsciously, because a couple issues of that happen, you can't help but think like, you know, other things that killed you, or like ways you died, or the ways the controls operated, or something like that too, aren't yeah. the proper way. So it just yeah. sort of was a little annoying. Yeah, it puts a seed in your mind. Yeah, when when something bugs out, you're like definitely more on high alert for it. And it feels. Like the irritation permeates the the whole game. I, I definitely know what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing you said. I am not really a keyboard and mouse guy at all. Um, even when I play on PC, I tend to just try and use a controller if the game allows me. And even if it doesn't allow me, sometimes I try and just cherry rig it to use a controller because I just much prefer playing with a controller. Yeah. Um, but this game, I switched to keyboard and mouse, and I'm so happy I did. I I don't. Even once you get to the later levels, I don't really know how I would have tolerated playing it with a controller, so kudos to you doing that. But I think it is really designed with keyboard and mouse, yeah. especially knowing that it was a Flash game originally or you know based off of a Flash game. Mm. That makes sense to me. It definitely feels like a WASD and click the mouse around type game. Plus all the guns, yeah. all the guns too, when you went to go change guns, had a number associated with them, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I think uh, maybe there's seven guns in total or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like those are probably also on PC mapped to like your numbers on the top, which yeah, would help it, it's weird as that far they as left changing the numbers. things over. So Yeah, it's weird that they left the numbers on the, the port. Because I, I saw the numbers on my screen, but I figured that was, yeah, just because it was the PC version. So that's how you could switch. You could switch by rolling the scroll wheel as well, which was also a quick way to just switch back and forth between yeah. weapons so that was pretty cool yeah there's no um, there's no way to change weapons other than putting pushing up or down or whatever on yeah. the d-pad to see all them and change them over or you could go left and right on the d-pad and just change one at a time but i would rather a number and then just sort of be able to switch because yeah primarily at the end i just use like the sniper rifle the assault rifle and like the dual uzis so like just remember remember those numbers and just quick switch between the two or the three of them what was the dodge button for the controller? Do you remember? I can't remember starting out. I think it was maybe like the L button, but I changed it to yeah. like the the X button, I think, or the, the maybe the Y button. One of those two buttons is what I changed it to, but I think it was one of the trigger buttons. Oh. Yeah, so for me, it was... Um, yeah, when you switch... Because, yeah, I think it was L, the left bumper or something. Um, 
but it's another thing that I think was just kind of designed for the PC, and when they translated to controller, it was a little weird, because on the PC controls, um, dodging is W, which is like your up arrow, essentially, like your up key, Yeah. Um, which kind of just felt a lot more natural, So because you had space to jump kind of with your thumb, and then you could dodge by holding up on the uh, kind of WASD, so W yeah. was your, your dodge, and that like instantly, like... As soon as I switched to playing keyboard and that was the control pop-up that popped up at that tutorial part, I'm like, this just makes so much more sense to do it this way. Yeah. Um, so I'm almost, it's almost weird that they didn't map it to the up arrow, which I think you can remap everything, so that's cool at least. But it's weird that they didn't map it to moving up on the joystick. I thought about um, changing something to the up up on the joystick for for this, like playing through as far as the controls, but yeah. I never really, beyond thinking that, tested to see if the actual up did anything, like pushing the joystick yeah. up. But, um, but I feel like it would be too easy to hit too. Not that dodging would be necessarily a super bad thing to hit, except for when you're mid dodge. Sometimes you're shooting the wrong direction if you hold the shoot yeah. the button down still. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I guess let's round this out and uh, give it a bit of our final thoughts. Um, for me, I think if you already own this, if this is already sitting in your collection, uh, definitely give it a try. Um, you're gonna know mm. within the first few levels if it's worth your time or not it doesn't really evolve super far from those kind of first levels so if you like those mechanics um it's a fun afternoon game to play all the way through um if you don't like them no harm really done um price wise i'd probably say uh, I, I mean my price tolerance as we just talked about is pretty low so i feel like if you can get this game for like five ish bucks if it seems like something you're interested to aim for that price point maybe 10 if you think it's if you are confident it's going to be up your wheelhouse but um that's kind of my assessment of, of where it falls it's pretty short um and um the replayability is there but only if you're like a fanatic about it and you really want to push your score higher and do things like that yeah um so um i think the full price would be a little a little tough for it. Uh, yeah. What's your thoughts? Um, well, especially being from Devolver Digital, well, it's published by them at least, um, I yeah. feel like they would have like been able to charge a bit of a higher price point because of that reason alone, typically, like, to yeah. be honest. Because, like, you know, they've done like the Hotline Miami games, which were both really, really successful, popular, well-received. Yeah. All these things. Soundtracks on those were really cool too. Um, so I think maybe just that being the publisher might trick a few people or convince a few people that it's like a, you know, it's a game of that quality, which I, I don't personally think it was, um, especially for the price point, like you were saying. So I think five to $10 is a good, is a good price range there. Yeah, it does make me, I, I think almost, um, it's a good thing almost that you mentioned, um, Hotline Miami, cause I think. I'd almost rather go play Hotline Miami because yeah. it was more, it's strictly about the dodging, the busting into rooms, the shooting people at the right times. Like it's strictly about that kind of action, which mm-hmm. is my favorite parts of this game is just when you're shooting a guy, aiming, shooting a guy, jumping, shooting a guy. Like when you're kind of in that gameplay flow rather than yeah. all the other like granted, extraneous stuff. That granted out. the game style, the gameplay style of my friend Pedro fits into Devolver Digital's like catalog but mm-hmm. yeah it, i agree with that but yeah the hotline miami games are a lot better and that that is on switch too so like if you see both of those sort of like on sale i would if you don't have any of them or you have played hotline miami and like it i would definitely recommend going that route um yeah, yeah even though hotline miami isn't like 
sort of orchestrated in the way of my friend Pedro as far as like jumping off the walls and sort of doing all these like fast paced, cool, intricate things. Like Hotline Miami just allows you to still achieve that so much easier. Like, you know, you have like a blade or whatever and you just like just toss that at someone and it bounces off the wall and ricochets and all that kind of stuff. And then you can just... Yeah, it's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, it's just a lot more satisfying that came over this one. That's totally fair. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, The other thing is, is this obviously like John Woo inspired. Um, So there's actually a pretty new John Woo movie on Netflix. So if you're a Netflix subscriber, which... I feel like 98% of the population is. Uh, there's a show, or a movie, rather, on Netflix called Manhunt. Go check that out if you kind of want some action, slow-mo, uh, gunfight uh, I think, satisfaction. You I can think probably get that in an hour two package from that. I think about 60% of people have a Netflix subscription, and then 38% mooch it off of their friends. Well, yeah. Or their parents. <laughs> that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that was our look at uh, My Friend Pedro this week. Uh, as a reminder, um, for the next two weeks, we're going to be looking at Axiom Verge. So uh, just to recap, we're going to basically play it for a week as far as we can kind of feel is appropriate. Uh, we'll meet back next week, talk about our time so far, and, uh, you know, give some speculations and um, ask some questions of each other and then play it for a second week and give our, our full review. Um so if you uh, have anything to uh, comment about our discussion on My Friend Pedro or about any of the uh, subscription games we talked about or the format or anything at all, please do get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can get in touch with us at backlogpod at gmail.com or at backloggameclub on Instagram or Twitter. Um, we'd be happy to hear from you. Uh, and you can uh, find our podcast on anchor.fm slash backlogpod or hopefully any of the uh, podcast platforms that uh, you like to use. Uh, we'd appreciate a review leave us a review there it, it really helps out uh, help us get found and help us uh, reach new uh, new audience so we'd we'd love to uh, hear mm-hmm. any feedback there hopefully five stars but you know you do what's appropriate <laughs> uh, anything you want to leave off uh today there alex no uh i'm excited for axiom verge as well even though mm. i haven't really been like aware of it or had a desire to play play it as long as you have but yeah. um yeah, I've seen it tons of times in the Switch store, um, and there's a second one in production too. And I know this one's like super, super popular, and it was well, yeah. re- well received. And it's, you know, one of the few indie games on Switch that actually has a hard copy too, which yeah. definitely means it's a good, it's a good thing. So, yeah, um, yeah, I definitely hear great things. Um, yeah, I hope I'm hopefully want to play a kind of turn-based thing eventually on this podcast but yeah. for now axiom verge is kind of a good mix of uh, action and strategy in a way so yeah, yeah i'm excited for that so i'm hopefully uh, ready to dive into that yeah yeah well thanks everyone for hanging out with us hopefully uh hopefully you had a great time and uh, we'll see you next week take care see you later <laughs>